Hey there. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Too Hot to Handle. Too Cold to Hold. Or T-H-T-H-T-H-T-C for short. If you want to use that, is it an anonym? Is that what they call those? Acronym, acronym? maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably pretty. T- that's actually harder than the actual. <laughs> it's actually it's <laughs> one of the few times when the acronym is harder to say. I'll just remember the THC. There's no THC, but that's what I thought would have been amazingly cool. Yeah, THC. If we could have came up with some THC, but too hot, cold. That too too snowy. Yeah, that doesn't work. No. Too hot to hold. Too cold to to handle. I got that. We're here at the. Uh, the Robert E. Lee Library. No, we're not. We're at the Lee College. Shout out to uh, General Lee. Uh, turns out to be pretty accommodating, just as long as you're white. Hey, <laughs> hey Trey, are they going to change the uh, name of this college? Uh, yeah, I'd assume at some point. To Martin Luther King College? Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. Is it really named after Robert E. Lee? Yes. The high school right next door is oh, called Robert I E. Lee. I was joking. No, no this no, is really no, named. Oh, my God. Yeah, How is that possible? Do you know where you're at? Is You're that in Baytown? Is that Baytown. why you? Is that why you chose to come here? The two things, no. the two, the three things in Baytown that are that are sacred: NASCAR, Gary Busey, Rock Lee. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about NASCAR, but uh, <laughs> Gary Busey. It's it's the Holy Trinity. There is there is a drag strip yeah. down the street. So, all right. Well, uh, true to form, uh, they're kicking us out. That's what they're good at, is excluding people yeah. here at uh, Robert E. Lee. Even though we are white. <laughs> well, Go figure. <laughs> yeah, this, the place closes at 5.15. It's now 4.50. To be fair, we aren't students, and I was a little afraid. Well, there's one student here. I was yeah. a little, well. Trey. 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 Yeah. Oh, and this is Juggalo Trey. Yeah, hey, what's up? So. I was a little afraid we would stick out, you know, sort of like a Rodney Dangerfield back to school thing. Yeah, but me too. I figured we'd probably blend in better than Trey does. The thing <laughs> is, we blend in because... What I've seen is the students right here, the average age is about 40. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Uh, really, a lot of, uh, a lot of people single parents, parents, you know, kind of grasping Trey? I'm not strolls. a single parent. <laughs> Trey, no, I'm just asking. Trey, is that true? Most of the people around here are oh. under 40? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a mixture, a good mixture of people. Okay, let's, let's rephrase this. People after noon tend to be... Older. Yeah, that's that's yeah, accurate. That's accurate. Yeah, because it'll the, work. the people before noon want to go out and party. Yeah, yeah, so they do. The but so, but a lot of the older crowd likes to go out and party too. So that's probably why think they got here. Yeah, it's probably why they're forty and in college. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so we don't have a lot of time here. Uh, would hate to overstay our welcome here at Robert E. Lee. But uh, the national championship game was Monday night. Did you guys watch? Of course. Uh, definitely. Didn't expect a lot from a, an all-SEC matchup, but... Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Two defensive teams, just kind of like, what did you expect? The last time we had an all-SEC game, it was Alabama and LSU, and it was by far the, the shittiest game in recent memory. Yeah, and the thing is, you look at the two quarterbacks that started the game, Hurts and uh, Fromm, neither of them threw for 3,000 yards. Jake from State Fromm? Yes, from Jake from State Fromm. He threw for 1,990 yards in the season, and I think Jalen Hurts threw just over 2,000 yards. You know what? Jake Fromm, true freshman, looked pretty good in the first half. <laughs> I mean, he got his team out to a 13-0 lead. Him and uh, yeah, him and Sony Michelle. 
Yeah, Sony Michelle was definitely Samsung Michelle. Yeah, Samsung, yeah. yeah. Sony Michelle. Strictly Sony, Sony, Sony Michelle. That dude was trying to be. That dude's trying to get picked in the first round of the NFL draft, coming out and doing stuff like that against Alabama. But as for from everyone's saying, oh, he looked good. He threw twenty three times. He didn't even throw for fifty percent. Okay, he he didn't look brilliant. He but did. there was that one drive at the end of the first half, less than a minute. He drives them down, and they score a touchdown, and they go up thirteen. So one good drive makes you look great, and you throw under. 50%. One good drive can make a good first half. Yeah, is what, what I'm what? was trying to say. <laughs> okay, okay, I get, I get you. But look, who carried them to that though? The defense or the offense? I mean, I'm thinking the defense carried them. Defense shut out Alabama in the first half, and, but and it wasn't hard because Jalen Hurts can't throw a ball more than ten yards on the field no. with any accuracy. No. Well, Jalen Hurts didn't throw well, but his running ability was really their only offense. Yeah. And only two losses in two years as a starter. And I'm not saying he's a bad bad player, football player. He's, he's a, a good he's, football He's player. a bit of a weirdo, though, isn't he? <laughs> he kind of looks he Like, can you like, ever tell what he's thinking? No. He's just kind of hard to read. He's just like... Are you upset? I mean, get pulled at halftime. Yeah, he was shaking his head, but he was like, "Man, I'm so glad to be a national champion." I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm transferring to Troy. I mean, he's really the like no personality zombie that Nick Saban is looking for. Yeah, and until you need to win a game in the national (laughs) stage. Right, maybe a little character and personality would would have come in handy there. Well, you know, it also would help him a little accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say. He missed really on a touchdown, wide open. I think he missed another touchdown. So, he's just... He had less than 30 yards passing in the first half, so that is why Nick Saban made the switch to true freshman to uh, mm-hmm. Tagaviola. Tagaviola. I thought it was tongue. Like, I was listening to some guys say it. It sounded like they were saying Tua tongue. I think it's Tua Tagavalua. Valua? Valua. She might be right. All right. Give me names. Well, Tua is what we're going to call him for our purposes. And he came in uh, three and out his first drive, but you could tell he was comfortable. They had him throwing the ball down the field. Like, I think the second play. They really opened the playbook up for him, but he adapted well. Because I think they they realize he can throw the ball with some accuracy. Didn't Nick Saban say before, like the national championship, that he would cor- incorporate Tua into the offense? He did, yeah. but I was still surprised. Yeah, no one yeah. The thing is, I couldn't believe. I started like seeing, hearing people, some of the bigger guys in sports uh, talk radio saying they're gonna put Tua in. Probably, I was like, no, they're. <laughs> Who does that? Who puts in a guy who took I mean, when I was watching that game, it felt like everyone but me knew he was going to start the second half. (laughs) And Kirk Herbstreit, that smug asshole, that all-knowing football guy. I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Kirk Herbstreit. Ohio State. (laughs) Ohio State would have won. But, yeah, even they put in a bunch of freshmen, though. There were. There was a bunch of freshman wide receivers making plays. The running back had the best game for Alabama. Was a freshman. They absolutely did. They. Uh, what was his name? You guys Harris? didn't take notes. Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Najee uh, Najee Harris. Yeah. He broke off a couple good runs there that kind of opened up everything else. Where do these freak athlete running backs for Alabama keep coming from? Alabama. Are they from Alabama? Uh, most of them are from Alabama. Are they coming from some laboratory in Tuscaloosa? Uh, I don't know. 
I can't tell. Probably the only building dedicated to science in all of Alabama. We got to sure. make them running back. I'm, sure, I'm sure they come from high schools that have names of the Confederacy generals. These Southern scientists could be, you know, curing cancer or devising a solution nope. to world hunger. No, but, nope. uh, we got to get like them the running back. It was back in the day like the East Germans when they're coming up with all the, the concoctions of steroids that make them win the Olympics. That's what's yeah. happening in, uh, in, in Alabama. And then God invented black people and uh, took care of that. We can get into plantains again. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, okay, that's another topic for another day. Sorry, we're at Robert E. Lee <laughs> College. It's rubbing off on you. <laughs> <laughs> Thought this was a safe space. No. This is a safe space. Well, yeah, nobody can hear you. For Robert E. Lee. <laughs> Not me. So his second drive of the game... Tua drives him down the field, throws a touchdown pass. It's 13-7. Alabama's finally in it. And then Georgia answers right back with an 80-yard touchdown pass of their own. A from bomb. I was surprised. I mean, when they got the 80-yard score, it looked like, okay, this game's pretty much wrapped up. How is how is Alabama going to come back with a freshman QB? Well, that play where he scrambled out and had slid headfirst for the first down was their spark. Like that was pretty much their catalyst to go in. Talking about Tua. Yeah, Tua's like run and and first down where he slid headfirst was well, really kind of the spark. Before that happened, he did throw an interception that actually looked like a running play. Yeah, a, a the, run all the, RPO. The whole team was running to the left and his wide receivers were all blocking downfield and for whatever reason he decides to throw it to the back of their head and RPO. it gets picked off. Yeah. The RPO, John Gruden's favorite play. Yeah, I like RPOs. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so they get that 80-yard touchdown pass. They have the interception, and the first play from scrimmage, what do they do? Jake Fromm throws an interception off some dude's helmet. Yep. Intercepted by a defensive lineman yet again. The he, he looked athletic. That play looked athletic when he caught it and then started running the other way with it. There are, there are like monsters all over that team, but nowhere more than the defensive line. The defensive they got an NFL defensive line. And they do every, every year. year. Every single time. Because their backups are five-star athletes, guys. Every single position. That's right. And athletes. the consensus seems to be that the guys behind them are even more monstrous. <laughs> you see that, especially on the offensive side of the ball to where oh our best players you know right now are juniors or seniors and then they bring in freshmen that seem to outdo these guys i mean really college football is broken and when i say broken only a handful of teams have a chance to make it to the national championship i think it's broken right now because it seems like everybody's just going to the sec but it's starting to, it's starting to shift uh, you're seeing it lower levels of the SEC is not as good, and then other conferences are getting better recruiting like classes. The Big like Ten. Texas has a top five recruiting class this year coming in for Tom Herman. They haven't been top ten in a long time. I don't think they signed a QB in this rec- they recruiting got class, if I'm not mistaken. Sam Ellinger. They got Sam Ellinger, but come on. Yeah, but that's fine. Is he the answer? He'll get better. The answer, but they don't need a quarterback. They're trying to show up every other position. That's true. That's what they're. Alabama has had no problem being a dynasty, running out mediocre quarterbacks. Yeah, when you got when you got big time running backs. What you need is big time running backs, big time receivers, and big time front line fronts, front seven on both sides. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's almost sure. kind of how Jacksonville has won this year in the I NFL. The Texans. Yeah, yeah. They've been winning it with the front seven, and that's where you win ball games because that puts defense. Because I think it's corners and defensive backs don't look good when the defensive line didn't get pressure. The NFL is a little bit different because it's a little more even playing field. Yeah. And to win championships, the quarterback position will to, always yeah, be the most important if, position on the saying, field. Though, yeah, most important, but the most dominant, if you've got a dominant front seven and a dominant uh, front offensive line, you can do pretty well in the NFL or college. And that's where Alabama makes its money. Offensive line, defensive line, and linebackers. University of Central Florida doesn't have anywhere near the recruiting classes as some of these SEC teams. They don't, but they still get Florida. Right, yeah. they get Florida. Athletes are well af- so, after the University of Florida and Florida State. But what they do get, they do, like those kids that would usually go to Florida, Florida State, that have issues. Like it's like last chance issues. you. They go to they go Jinx to uh, you know, Minnesota Park. Yeah, they, there's a vending machine down there. Those kids aren't going to Miami anymore. Those they have kids, it all here, at Robert. Those kids aren't going to those bigger schools because the the UCF and South Florida can be like you can come start but for us. The thing is, like year. all and what do they they realize that they can go to the pro wherever they go to school if they're good enough. All the coaches in Florida and college are all really good coaches too. They have pedigrees like you got Butch Jones. Lane Kiffin, Charlie Strong, Charlie Strong. Greg McElwain. Uh, no, it's it's uh, uh, what's his face? The Mississi- Mississippi State. Oh, yeah. yeah, Dan Mullen now. So. Anyway, let's get back to this national championship game. We kind of got. Well, off. I and we're off the tracks here. And before we do, while and I brought UCF up for a reason. They claim themselves to be co-national champions. champions. I knew why. I knew you were bringing them up because of that. Well, how could I not? So, so what do you think? They're undefeated. Uh-huh. The way this model is constructed, if you go undefeated this year and don't get invited to a four-team playoff, then you're never going to win a national championship. If things stay the way they are, they will never, ever get into the playoff. So do you have a problem knowing that? Do you have a problem with themselves claiming themselves to be co-champions. Well, yeah, and the, the thing, the reason why they say they're co-champions and their reasoning for this is because, oh, all these teams did it back in 1990s. And I think, even in the 2000s, I think, I think Auburn did it one mattered, year. Well, when polls still mattered. Like, even when Auburn, like, Auburn did it, LSU, I think, I want to say LSU did it. Probably. Um, know, Seems like an LSU I know Michigan thing. Michigan did it a few years. I know Notre, Notre Dame, Dame did it a yeah. bunch of years. with Alabama. Is, Alabama would have done it had they not the made the polls playoffs. Now that had one poll had one team won, another team another poll had another team won. Well, now in these years, the polls say whoever wins this game is number one. That's how it works. So no, you don't have a case because no one's ranking you number one in a poll except yourself. And when and you go undefeated, and I get they went undefeated, but what were they the year before? They, I, no I idea. think they oh, were like 12. Yeah, they were un, they were definitely Wow. So right here. I think they were that was 12, 2015. And then you go 12 and 0 and the best teams you play are Memphis and Houston. Right. No. When you the best team you play in the regular They're season all, yeah. is and then, but they beat the team that beat the two teams in the national championship. Yeah, bowl game. A team that thought they had national championship. Neutral field. Natural. They had National championship aspirations. What happens to those teams? You know who beat Alabama when they didn't make it to the national championship game? Oklahoma. I think OU did in the state. 
What what game was, was that? The the Statue of Liberty play. That was Oklahoma. That was OU. Was that, OU? that was yeah. the Fiesta yeah. Bowl. Damn, was Oklahoma. I'm wrong, guys. Oklahoma. Oklahoma did beat did beat Alabama in a bowl game though. Yeah. They did yeah. with Blake Bell. And didn't they lose in the national <laughs> championship game right? to Alabama? Yeah. Uh, who Oklahoma, Oklahoma? They lost a playoff game, if okay. I remember. I so, think they either so lost to Clemson. So or, they lost to Clemson. When games a couple actually years ago. matter. Uh, like if Auburn and UCF met in a playoff game, Auburn would have run rough. Yeah, so it it's disappointed, but it's not like you were left out of the playoff if you're Auburn. All you have to do is beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, and you're in. Uh, but so you have no one else to blame but, but yourself. yourself. I agree with that. And so having lost that game, the Peach Bowl is still, I mean, that's a good bowl. But it's I mean, not you're playing like, on New Year's yeah. Day. Did, Ker- did Kerwin Williams play in that game, though? Did he play, like, the full game? No, he didn't. I'll, I only know of Sherwin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Sherwin Williams. Or K-Wan Williams or whatever his name is. K-Y Jelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're running back, you know. No, it was Kerwin. Yeah. You're right. But Scott Frost out at UCF. I mean, he had a great year. They had a great he did. year. And you know what? They deserve to be top he ten. A, he had a good year prior, too. He had a lot of seniors coming back. But uh, I just don't. I don't mind if you want to pat yourself on the back. Don't, don't raise a banner, though. Why Why not? I mean, no one can take you seriously, no, yeah, but I mean, if it helps in recruiting... Of, see, it's not going to help you in recruiting because everyone's going to mock you for it. You know what you should do? You should hang a banner that says 14-0. Like, if you were committed to UCF, you're not going to change your mind because they decided to hang a banner. Yeah, but future guys... It's all about the future. In college football, it's all about two, three years down the line, not what you got coming in this year. When people start making fun of you for it and those kids are looking at you and on Twitter and everyone's mocking you, UCF, you think those Say what you will, guys, but you're making fun of an undefeated team. So who's really the winner there? Uh, the, the guys making fun of UCF because UCF takes themselves as national champions. And plus Scott Frost tell isn't going to be back. Do you, tell me, besides Auburn, Tell me who they beat in the regular season. What what cupcakes? Everyone wants to say, oh, we we don't get to determine. They beat schedule. South Florida, they right? Do, you do get to determine. In a tough game. Charlie Strong, South Florida. Charlie Strong with what with Texas? twenty remaining uh, with twenty yeah. returning seniors. Yeah, let, let's let's be honest here. When UCF loses all these guys, what are they going to be next year? Who knows? Trash. Maybe not no, even they, bowl eligible. They, they probably won't be <clears throat> relevant for years to so, come. So you know what? I think they should have made the playoffs just to put, show everybody that hey, this team probably doesn't belong. Like these teams that aren't in Power Five conferences don't belong. They had their 15 minutes in the sun, and they made the most of it. And I would have put them in the playoffs. If I was if I was on that committee, I would have said, they're undefeated, let's put them in just to show people why we do this and don't put these smaller conference teams in here. Do you guys like the playoff structure as it's situated right now? There needs to be 32 teams. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. People are like, let's put eight in. But then you're leaving a, a, a number nine, number ten team that, hey, we belong. Let's put it, let's do the How? NCAA 64. Play five games and the rest are playoffs. Yeah. When, when you have a 32-team playoff, I don't think, okay, no, so that's no, no, that's no, not no, a serious no, situation. We're, you we're make, not being serious. You can make the um, bowl games, like the smaller bowl games, tournament games. I've heard of, I've heard of six and eight teams and stuff like that. You would have um, to abandon all the bowl games, which I don't have a problem with because those are ridiculous. Yeah, no one so seriously anymore. People are like, oh, the, the for recruiting. It really the, doesn't. The beef Brady's Chattanooga Bowl. Yeah. Like, I'm I mean, not going to miss yeah, that. That's a good year tire It doesn't help you for recruiting. But you know what it does help you for? Seeing what you got for the next year. I think we're getting kicked out. Time to go. Five minutes. Oh, we're, we're getting the, uh, five, we the, get the five, five minute minutes, warning. Five minute warning. 
So we'll wrap things up here. Uh, it, we could probably go back to what we started off with before yeah, uh, shit hit the fan. Yeah, we, can go yeah, to, we can go to Thumburger and record the rest of it. I'm good with ending it here. I'm good with yeah, ending uh, it here too I don't think we're moment. all that interesting to uh, go more than <laughs> half an hour. More than half an hour? I, I think we're pretty interesting, but let's just... But Alabama overcomes a 20 to 7 deficit. Final thoughts on that instant classic of a championship. So we didn't even get to talk about most of the game because we got way off subject, but here it is. So they're down to what? They're down 27. They make a comeback, make it 20 to 20. From on their first possession in overtime, gets a huge sack taken out of position, right? And then the guy's coming in to kick a 50-yarder. It doesn't look like he can see more than two feet in front of him with those big guys. nails it. Got, nails it. And you're like, oh, my God. And then the next series, Tua takes a, just as bad of a sack as from this. Everyone's, you can't take that sack. Obviously, you can. But and he's able to bounce back. Dude, he looked off that safety when that safety should have never been looked off. He should have already been. I mean, clearly that was the plan from the get-go. I mean, he he makes one read, but there's no read after the ball is snapped. He what? knew where he was going. Yeah. Because of who? Because of uh, who? <laughs> you could just say it, Keith. I want Trey to say it because well, I saw Trey what he said on Twitter here about Tua being a religious man. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Jesus, oh, Jesus, made Jesus, Jesus made the play. Oh, what to Jesus? I thought Jesus you were talking about the like wheel. a coach or no, something. I don't think the coaches, man, it's Jesus. Jesus. Jesus made that play happen. Jesus made the play happen. Tua, all, all praise goes to Jesus. That's, yeah. that's the only thing. He or said his parents after. are going to get mad at him. And uh, his parents are going to get mad. No podcast would be complete without uh, bringing in religion. Uh, Trey, did you have a problem with uh, the? The amount of times to a no. thank to the Lord and Savior no, I was following just, the game. I was just giving him a hard time for it. If you want to thank any God, like that's cool with me. I was just giving him a hard time. I mean, clearly he has a lot of things uh, going for him at this point. If you want to take him down a peg or two, uh, no, no. I think I think Tua is a great guy, and if he if if that's if he wants to thank Jesus, that's cool with me. I think that softened the blow for the for the dog fans that yeah. uh, he was such a devout Christian. Yeah, they were. They that made him that made those Christians. When, when they heard his name, they probably thought he was like a member of ISIS, oh, some wow. Muslim. Yeah, like the thing is, but know, like, oh, he speaks English and he loves Jesus. Like, he's okay in my book. And Alabama, fans, I don't like, read, but he's okay in my this book. This is what Alabama fans, some Alabama fans, were thinking. If Tua goes in, I don't know how he's going to communicate with his teammates. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like he's that on Twitter. That's a part of the United States, guys. Yeah, since 1959. So you know, I'm, you know what I'm questioning? Does Alabama speak English? People in Alabama. Do Alabamians speak English? The literacy rate of both schools, their their states. They're questionable. Probably, probably lower than a. The Lee good, College? The good students here at Lee College. Um, and, and while we're on, Robert E. Lee, do you think he thanked Jesus for what happened? No, because they lost. No. He probably didn't pray hard enough. Probably, probably not. That was the all difference. All praise goes to Jesus, but not in this case, right, Robert? No, no, no. definitely not. Part it all comes Lee. back to one thing. <laughs> well, we should probably wrap it up here. This was a fun first episode here. Inaugural, as he so... Inaugural. That's elevated. that's a fun word. Eloquentness. It looks good on paper, but then you try to say it out loud, and it doesn't always work, Inaugural, <laughs> work right. Inaugurally, whatever. But it was fun. I don't know. We may have a, a change in venue. Yeah, I hope so. Because the venue we wanted to do that, I'm not allowed, so... 
That's true. Just to make it fair, we may go to the Ulysses S. Grant Department of Motor Vehicles oh, no, or something. The, uh, what is that the, sounds uh, dope. <laughs> what is actually the, uh, the battleship called? The uh, the San Jacinto. Oh, never mind. San Jacinto. That's just as racist as Robert E. Lee. <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun. It was, guys. Yeah, that was great. Hopefully we can do this again. I was glad to get all of us in the same room again. It's been too long. It's been a few months. It's been like a couple months. Well, yeah, it been that long. felt like an eternity for me. Yeah. And hopefully it's not that long before we do another episode. No, hopefully we can do it next week. Say bye, guys. See ya. That's Douglas Trey. I'm Keith Quigley, and this is Jacob bringing the pain. Adios, fellas.